We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to a special Thanksgiving edition of the DFS OG's pod. A quick look at the three-game Thanksgiving slate, our favorite picks, stacks, our favorite bets on Thanksgiving. I mean, what's better than gather around with your family and friends? Maybe not. Maybe you're not going to be gathering. I know a lot of people are going to be sitting there on their own watching football, but uh, what's better than DFS and betting to go along with it? So we are the DFS OGs. We'll keep it short. Sweet. Stay tuned. Later on in the week, we'll have our normal pod covering the rest of week 12. But definitely wanted to get in with you guys here and get you some Thanksgiving stuff uh, for the holiday. Let me bring in my boys, my fellow OGs, Notorious. Chop, chop, let's go to you, buddy. How's things? How was week 11? Uh, and Thanksgiving, I know, is a, a big favor to you. What, what's the plans here for Thanksgiving in the Chop household? Yeah, last week was pretty good in uh, DFS, so uh, that's always that's always nice. Uh, you know, this Thanksgiving, I'm I'm so I'm so excited. I love Thanksgiving and I love the whole atmosphere. But uh, this will be the second time in my entire life that I I'm not going to do Thanksgiving with with my mom and dad. You know, so uh, it's a little bit bittersweet here, man. It's a great holiday, but just for safety reasons, I'm not going to be celebrating with with any family members here except for the ones that. Are, or in the household here, me, my wife, my three kids, and that's how that's going to play out. But I'm still looking forward to some good football and some good food. 
Now, any, any virtual uh, Thanksgivings, Chop? You're gonna, you, you know, gonna hop on, hop on the Zoom and uh, eat some I, turkey I, together. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. The kids and you know everybody's kind of organizing what they're gonna do. I think there's like they're gonna play games virtually. You know, uh, there's some kind of game thing that they're gonna play, and you know, I won't be participating in that. Now I'll be watching <laughs> some football. You can, you can keep the virtual stuff, but my kids will be doing that, and my wife and the in-laws. So that's good. Man, I was just about to ask, what in the hell kind of virtual games are you going to be playing? And can we get some video footage of said games? But I, I think a lot of people, that's right. They're going, Derek, let's get over to you, buddy. You know, same thing. How was week 11? Uh, what's the big Thanksgiving plans there in the, in the notorious household? Yeah, week 11 wasn't great for me. I uh, read a little too much into the coach speak on Naheem Hines. Uh, and then we saw the Jonathan Taylor week. So uh, that's kind of how it works naturally but uh thanksgiving yeah i kind of left it up to my parents um they we haven't seen them for about a month or so but they kind of felt obligated to do something and i just said hey just let us know we don't have to do anything but um sounds like we're going over to their house for a couple hours so i'll at least have a little bit of a gathering and then uh have some time just to watch some football too so a little bit of best of the both worlds and unlike half the fantasy community i like some turkey i like some uh, mashed potato stuffing all that good stuff i don't get what all the hate is about uh thanksgiving I just think it's overrated. That's all. I mean, I'm a big guy. You know, I like to eat. You know, it's, it's a day you throw down and you, you start taking a nap after the, the trip to fan sets in. And, uh, but I just say I'm, I'm not a huge turkey guy. Get, give me ham any time. Now, a deep fried turkey, some of, these, some of these new innovations with turkey. And now we're talking, but your traditional out of the oven, yeah, I, I, I could pass on it. But, you know, obviously looking forward to Thanksgiving. Uh, we're just low-key as well. Usually I got about 50, 60 family members at my house. It's a zoo, uh, people everywhere. So I love the family and all, but I'm not going to miss that, that many people at the house. It just turns into a circus. So uh, laying low, DFS, some bets, uh, just like you guys, and no virtual games uh, for me. We'll see what the <laughs> wife's got planned, but uh, none of that here for, for the beer man. But we're here to talk DFS, so let's get you guys the analysis here for the three-game slate, uh, always a fun time here. Let's get it started with Houston traveling to Detroit. Uh, always that staple game early on on Thanksgiving. Now, Notorious, the whole Detroit side is listed as questionable, basically. So it's a little difficult uh, breaking this down. But we got Matthew Stafford uh, limited in practice on Monday. We know DeAndre Swift uh, still in the concussion protocol. So he's still listed as questionable. Kenny Galladay was limited uh, yesterday in practice. Uh, Hawkinson questionable. Uh, Hall, Amendola, the whole damn team is questionable. So let, let's just do our best to navigate here. Houston side a little bit easier. Randall Cobb, uh, we know is out, and, and we kind of saw Kiki QT uh, re-enter the fray. But uh, let's get over to you here. I mean, break down Detroit the best you can. Obviously, a very good matchup. Uh, if Swift is back, if he's not, do we dare go back to the the carry on Johnson or Adrian Peterson? Well, didn't work out uh, too well in Week 11, and then Houston. Another good matchup here. High total. We saw that offense specifically. Uh, Watson looked very good last week. So uh, do your best here. I know there's a lot of question marks. What do you got, Texans and Lions? Yeah, so first of all, have a couple notes on the slate as a whole. Uh, this day, more than any other day in terms of football, you need to utilize your late swap. Um, whether you're off to a good start or a bad start, um, you still have a lot of options. Um, so definitely make sure put your latest guys in your flex um, and then just be ready to swap. Don't have, you don't have to stick to the same team that you started with. If you have to make up ground, um, don't be afraid to do it. And then the other note is that usually the Lions game, you know, it's always first and usually it's the worst of the three, 
But we have, uh, you know, the Ravens and Steelers, not a whole lot of uh, fantasy production expected in that one. Washington and Dallas, uh, not usually as good as the Cowboys games on Thanksgiving in terms of fantasy production. So this first one might actually be the best to stack. Um, as far as the Texans side, really good spot for Deshaun Watson. Uh, the Lions like to play a lot of man coverage. So um, he's going to have a lot of rushing upside in this one. He has rushed for at least 25 yards in six straight games. Uh, I definitely should have listened to Chop last week on Duke Johnson. Um, you know, he mentioned that the Texans, they don't just, you know, line up and run the ball like a lot of teams. And we've seen that over the last two weeks. You know, Duke's still getting the snaps, but just hasn't done anything with them. This is a great matchup. This is a uh, three-game slate, so I do think you can go back to him. But I uh, definitely don't feel as good about him as, you know, I was hoping to over the last couple of weeks. Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks in play every single week. And then you mentioned Kiki Cutie getting the start in the slot, 3,400. I expect him to be pretty popular. Aikens coming off the big game. Feels like bad cheap chalk um, in my eyes, but uh, he could always get there with the touchdown. Then on the Lions side, you mentioned, you know, everyone's being questionable. If Swiss suits up, he's going to be one of the top running back plays of the slate. If he's out, I will actually prefer Adrian Peterson over on Johnson. They were playing with a huge deficit that entire game. Uh, so Johnson ended up playing 70% of the snaps this game. I expect to stay closer. I expect him to have some success on the ground. So give me AP over carry on if I have to choose between them. And then with the passing game, just depends on who's all going to suit up. Uh, it looks like Stafford's kind of popping in most of the projections as a top point per dollar option, a quarterback, but just going to depend on his weapons and his thumb injury. He didn't look great last week. So uh, a lot of wait and see when it comes to Detroit. I didn't get a chance to look, and, I, and maybe, and I know Calvin Johnson used to kill it on Thanksgiving, but isn't Marvin Jones a Thanksgiving guy? I mean, we love the narratives here, joking, half joking, of course, but uh, am I wrong here? Has Marvin Jones been tearing it up on Thanksgiving? I don't remember, I remember Marvin Jackson. Jones being the guy. <laughs> now maybe I'm thinking back to Calvin days. You know, I, I am getting old, a little Alzheimer's setting in, but uh, – <laughs> I'm pretty much with you, Derek. I, I think Duke Johnson is really the, the question mark because we know Detroit uh, about as good of a matchup as you can get on the ground. But just run the line like we've talked about. So uh, just really frustrating uh, in that sense. So um, I, I, Detroit, I, I'm interested. We'll see who plays. You know, if Galladay's out, obviously Jones, uh, Amendola and Hall, super cheap. Uh, Hawkinson's interesting. So it's really going to come down to who's in there. And if it's DeAndre Swift, I'm all aboard. I, I know he'll be very popular here, but uh, this is a tremendous matchup. Houston gives up a ton of yardage uh, on the ground. If it's those other guys, I, I kind of avoided them last week, and, and I'm going to probably do the same here this week. We'll see. Uh, but all in all, should be a fun game. And you're right. This is the one with the big total. Uh, the other one's sitting in the mid-40s. Uh, some injuries there as well. But uh, this one at 51, I, I think, is very stackable. So, uh, Chop, let's get over to you for a betting pick here. Houston, minus three, 51 on the total. I would say it's a pretty accurate little spread here. I'm going to take Houston minus three. Derek, what do you got? Whatever they are. I will take the over. I'm going to be a sucker here and take the Lions. I mean, they, they pretty much hit rock bottom last week, uh, put a bagel on the board. I, I live in the, the Detroit area, and, and the coach is on the hot seat. A lot of people asking him a million different questions about his job. I think they come out here and have a spirited performance. So I know there's no crowd, none of that, uh, but I just think they're going to come out and play well. So I'll take Detroit plus the three. All right, the afternoon game. This is when the, the nap starts setting in. So – Let's see if we can power through it here. We've got Washington and Dallas here, Derek. Uh, Injury-wise, a couple minor notes on Washington. Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, uh, both sat out yesterday, Monday's practice. Uh, just sounds like more of a maintenance thing 
than anything. Dallas uh, looks good to go here coming off that big win at Minnesota. They, they look good. Andy Dalton uh, got it done through the air. Zeke was back on the ground. So a divisional game here, Derek. Uh, everybody's still alive in the NFC East. So how do you see this one playing out? It's funny how much uh, things change week to week. Uh, I saw a guy on Twitter post a poll. Uh, what do you want the Cowboys to do? This was before the Vikings game, and like 70% of the vote said to lose as many games as possible, get the better pick. Then they beat the Vikings. He posted the same poll, and it was the exact opposite. 70% said they want him to make the playoffs instead of losing and uh, trying to get the better pick. So they are still alive. Um, they could easily be winning the division if they win this game, which is kind of crazy. Um, as far as their fantasy options, it's a tough matchup. Uh, Washington fourth in DVOA against the pass, 13th in DVOA against the run. I like Zeke because, uh, you know, finding 20-plus touches in a three-game slate is going to be tough to do. So I like Zeke quite a bit. And then in the passing game, I like Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. Uh, Cooper, you know, led the targets, led the team in targets last week, always seems to play well on Thanksgiving, tends to play his best at home in Dallas. And then Lamb, just getting a lot of the more of the, the shorter routes over the middle. Uh, and I kind of like that with Andy Dalton. You know, Washington does have a very good pass rush, so he might not have a ton of time to, to air it out. So maybe look at C.D. Lamb over the middle. Maybe look at Dalton Schultz. He's kind of a cheap tight end option. And for Washington, it really just uh, comes down to how you think the game's going to play out. Uh, when Washington's been trailing, it's been the J.D. McKissick show. Uh, he played on 83 and 70 percent of the snaps in the two games where they were down big. And then last week, uh, Gibson kind of led the way, and Gibson scored five touchdowns in the last four games. So if you think they're going to keep it close, I like Gibson. If you think they're going to play from behind, I like McKissick. Probably wouldn't play both of them in the same lineup myself. Uh, McLaurin, he's viable each and every week. And then Cam Sims has kind of taken over the wide receiver two role. He's played close to 90% of the snaps the last two games. He's only 3,300, um, so he's an interesting punt, as is Lance Thomas. Uh, I seem to bring him up every week, but he keeps getting targets and keeps doing very little with them, but at least he's getting some work. So um, that's kind of my thoughts on Washington. Now, you said Lance Thomas. It, it's, I mean, he, he's about as effective as Lance Thomas, the NBA player. And oh, got Logan some Town. Got some NBA <laughs> on the mind. Either way, both guys are pretty terrible and don't do much on the field. I, I fell for the matchup uh, with Cincinnati with Logan Thomas last week uh, and didn't do a whole lot. But I think McKissick is the interesting one. I'm glad you brought him up. I know he was pretty popular uh, in week 11. But, you know, it is all about game flow. You know, if they're playing from ahead, they want to get Gibson the ball. They're never going to give him – a huge workload, but uh, you're going to need them from behind uh, to get uh, McKissick involved. And Dallas is favored here, not a big favorite, but uh, maybe they do play from behind in this one. Love McLaurin. I uh, love these prices on, on Lamb and Cooper. I, I think a stack of, of Dalton uh, and one or two of these pass catchers. Derek, where do you come out of Michael Gallup? It, the price keeps plummeting. He had a couple of bad drops in that game I was watching against Minnesota. Uh, any interest there at 3,500? I mean, yeah, I mean, he could certainly break the slate. He's probably my third favorite of the, the wideouts, even though he's a lot cheaper. Um, there's just a lot of good value plays in the slate, so I don't feel you know, obligated to go down there. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, I love the price, but uh, he, just, he just doesn't have that same upside that these other two guys have. So uh, if you need the value, uh, maybe he's a pivot off of uh, a QT, somebody that, that's going to go cheap and, and be pretty popular. We'll see uh, what the ownership projections look like, but – I just wanted to bring him up. All right, Chop, your turn. Betting pick. Dallas, minus three at home, 46 on the total. Yes, exceptional game here. I'm so excited for this one. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, give me a uh, – it's a tough one. Give me Dallas. I'm a, I got to be a homer here. Got to. 
Are, are you excited because your team's like what are, what are they, three and three and <laughs> seven the, and they're still in the hunt? Is that here's the thing, man? If you ask me about that poll, I would say a hundred percent. I want the highest draft pick possible this year, hundred percent. But you know, as the week you gets closer to the game every week, it's like. Yeah, but there's this huge piece of me. I want to see Philly fail so bad, and I want to be the team that makes Philly fail and miss the playoffs. So there's, you got that going on too. There's a pride there. So I want the high draft pick, but boy, I really want to knock Philly off off out of the top spot too. Twelve, twenty-seven, and one is the NFC East. I mean, that, that's worse than my <laughs> batting record. I mean, it, it's just bad. So uh should be an interesting game though i agree derek what do you got on the spread dallas minus three or 46 on the total i don't feel great about either of these i think it's going to be a field goal game but i will go with dallas i am going to go under uh, it's just these teams don't put up a ton of offense here so i'm going to go under that that 46 so Let's wrap it up. Final game before we do want to say thank you to our friends at Manscaped uh, for presenting the podcast here. Make sure you check out Manscaped for holiday gift ideas, male grooming at its finest. Use promo code ROTO for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. All right, Derek, let's wrap this baby up. The nightcap uh, looks like a fun one. Baltimore uh, and Pittsburgh. Now we do have some COVID-19 wreaking havoc here on the Baltimore side. We know J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram both put on the COVID-19 list. Uh, that means they're not going to play here Thursday night. So, Gus Edwards, 4K, is that the way you want to go? Justice Hill, do we dig a little bit deeper uh, and go that route? Pittsburgh side, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster quit, did not practice Monday. This dude tripped on a penalty flag, and maybe there was more yeah. to it. But did you guys see that? Like, if he stepped on it or what and uh, had to leave the game. So, maybe you guys know more about that uh, than I do, but was watching that and, like, did that, did that really just happen? Did this guy get taken out uh, by, by a penalty flag? But, uh, Derek, what do you got here? Baltimore running backs. Uh, maybe that clears some room for Pittsburgh receivers if Juju doesn't play. But your thoughts here, Ravens and Steelers. I just pulled up uh, Juju's little blurb on DraftKings and uh, says he tripped over the weighted portion of the penalty flag. So at least it wasn't the, you know, the okay. actual flag. I, I feel a little better now. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, he didn't practice on Monday. So, uh, if he's out, you know, that's obviously good news for Deontay Johnson and for Charles Claypool. J Johnson has at least 10 targets in every full game that he's played this season. He's been their wide receiver one and it hasn't been particularly close. And over the last three games, the Steelers, you know, haven't wanted to run the ball. Big Ben's thrown the ball 42, 46, and 46 times. And two of those were blowout wins. Um, so they're just trying to air it out as much as they can. Love Deontay Johnson, even if Juju ends up playing. Charles Claypool, 10 touchdowns in his first 10 NFL games, which is uh, really impressive. They're getting him the ball in so many different ways. I think he's viable, especially if Juju's out. And then James Washington becomes pretty viable um, if Juju ends up being out as well. Uh, he's at the flat minimum. So maybe you can get off of the, um, the chalk and some of the earlier receivers that are cheap. And then uh, the Ravens haven't been great against tight ends, so Eric Ebron could be sneaky. But I won't be going to James Conner. I mean, he couldn't reach value and blow out wins over the Jaguars, blow win over the Bengals. So I think he's going to have a tough time against Baltimore. And then on the Ravens side, it's going to be tough with the backfield. I mean, I know it's a really tough matchup, but you got to think Gus Edwards is going to get the bulk of the work. Uh, Justice Hills only played five or six snaps all season. And uh, Edwards has kind of been the guy. He's mid-salary. Uh, they're going to want to run the ball with him and – think he's in a pretty decent spot we've seen him play well in difficult matchups in the past so I actually like Gus Edwards quite a bit 
the Steelers have seemed to figure out Lamar Jackson um, before the rest of the NFL did. And now it seems like everyone else has as well. They held him to 19 fantasy points earlier in the season and they held him uh, to a pretty low fantasy outing last year too. Uh, so it's hard to put a ton of faith into Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown at the moment, but they will be low on. So if you're looking for leverage, that is certainly one way you can do it. Uh, Mark Andrews, you know, had the big game last week, but Pittsburgh number one against tight ends. So it's really a tough spot for the Ravens offense as a whole. They just haven't shown a lot recently. And uh, so I hate to say it, but I think Edwards is my favorite play there. Yeah, I'm glad you brought, I mean, 4K is a nice price, even, even in a difficult matchup. We'll, we'll see what the ownership bears out on that one. I could see him being a pretty popular play, but I'm glad you brought up Hollywood. The price finally dropped. I mean, th- this guy was always around 6K. He hasn't done anything. Now he's down to 4,700 coming off that bagel. So uh, I meant, you mentioned you can't trust him. Uh, Pittsburgh has had some issues with number one wide receivers, and I don't even know if we'd consider him uh, the number one wide receiver right now, but uh, a pretty fair price there. And I know it's been frustrating for anyone playing him, but uh, he does bring that big playability. Now, can Lamar get him the ball? Uh, that's the question. Uh, Derek, any interest in Des Bryant, who we saw back in the mix? Uh, one of Chop's old favorites, but uh, 3,600 there. I don't know. He got you know about five targets, looks like. Uh, wasn't overly crazy involved, but uh, any interest in, in playing Des Bryant here against Pittsburgh? Uh, so it looked like he played 54% of the snaps. That's more than I thought he did. Uh, Marquise Brown only 23%. So I don't know what uh, is going on there. But yeah, I don't think I can go to Des Bryant. I know, I guess he's had some big Thanksgiving Day games in the past, but um, I'll let other people chase that. All right, let's go to Chop for our last betting pick here on th- Thanksgiving. Pittsburgh minus 445 on the total. Baltimore, book it. Wow. No hesitation there. Derek, what do you got? Man, Chop's confidence is making me rethink things. I know. Uh, I'm leaning towards Pittsburgh. This does feel like a a trap spot where, you know, they have yet to lose and they're coming off of a couple of easy wins. Baltimore looks terrible. Uh, I'm I'm switching. I'm going Baltimore too. Let's go. I got to balance the ship a little bit here. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to stick with my Pittsburgh chop was very convincing. I mean, there was, there was no hesitation, Baltimore. I, I just, Pittsburgh's been the much better team. The defense playing solid. Uh, the passing game looks legit. James Connor. How frustrating is it when you roster Connor and Benny Snell comes trotting out there and steals the touchdowns. But anyway, back to the bet. Baltimore just, just does not look good. The offense does not look good. Now you take, uh, Dobbins, who was a bright spot, you know, he looks like he's starting to emerge as the guy. Now he's out. I mean, you're down your top two running backs. Receivers haven't done much of anything. Uh, and the defense has shown some vulnerabilities as well. So to circle back, I'll balance you guys out here, and I'll take Pittsburgh minus the four. That will do it here, guys. I told you, quick and simple. Uh, we will be back again covering the rest of week 12, so stay tuned for that. Make sure you come on back for that. Uh, we will update our betting records then. have some good news and some bad news on the betting front. So make sure you come back for that and the rest of the analysis. But, guys, before we get out of here, uh, any final thoughts for the people on Thanksgiving, the slate, the holiday, whatever you want to talk about. Chop, let's go over to you. No, I mean, uh, we pretty much covered it. It's just uh, it's a different circumstance this year than I think we've ever seen. So just uh, don't take them for granted in the future, these holidays like this. And please, guys, I mean, I can't stop you guys on Twitter, but, oh, man, I'd prefer you stay out of my timeline with those bad Thanksgiving takes. It's it's a good holiday. The food is fine. If you haven't had uh, – no offense, beer, but if you have – if you don't like the t- – if you like chicken, 
but you don't like turkey, it's because you're not getting the turkey prepared the right way. I can, I can send you to some places that will give you some good turkey. But it's some good food, guys. And the reason why we don't eat it every day of the year, why don't, if they're giving so good, why don't you eat it every day? <laughs> because you got to have things like that to, like, savor once a year, man, to make it special. If all you did was eat it, then it would become pretty bland and boring. But listen, guys, it's good food. Trust me. No, I mean, I, I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm not, I'm not going to be one of these haters on your timeline that start saying it's a terrible holiday. It's not my favorite. I, I'm a Christmas guy, and uh, but I, I definitely we'll throw it out. We, we, we make some good stuff, a little sweet potato casseroles. And, Ooh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, that, that's almost a dessert in itself there. So, you know, I, I enjoy the meal. I'm just not – it's not my favorite holiday. I'll, I'll just say that. So, uh, Derek, final thoughts here. Uh, any, any DFS stuff, maybe a favorite stack, favorite play. Uh, if not, uh, any final words here for the peeps on Thanksgiving? Uh, I agree with everything Chop said. So uh, well put, Chop. Um, everyone stay safe out there. If you are venturing outside of the house like myself, and uh, don't forget to use late swap. Um, more than any other slate this year, uh, this is the time to do it. If you get off to a bad start, pivot to some lower on plays and uh, go from there. Yeah, and Derek brought up a great point. Make sure your latest guys are in your flex. You can utilize that feature in our lineup HQ on Roto Grinders. If you're not a premium member, make sure you go and check that out. But we will have you covered uh, from all angles on Thanksgiving. Tons of content. I know Chop uh, doing a bunch of premium videos as well. So make sure you check those out. There'll be showdown videos, all kinds of different ways to play DFS on Thanksgiving, to bet DFS. And we have you covered here roto grinder so for chop for notorious i am beer happy thanksgiving to everybody out there thank you for listening we'll be back in a few days with the rest of week 12 celebrate safely guys have fun good luck in your dfs contest and thank you as always for listening to dfs og's pod right here on rotogrinder.com <laughs>